Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And we have back with us a special guest again for uh, yet another return appearance. And we're going to be, un- I, I got to tell you, this is so complicated, but so important. We're going to be unraveling what we think is just a pure and pristine victory by Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. But there's a little more to his background that I think we need to unravel. And it really opens up a whole host of other things to consider when it comes to our elections. And, and I, I've looked at some of the things that Susan has put into our, our guest, Susan Bradford, she's put into uh, writing here. And I got to tell you, I don't know if we're ever going to have another clean election, but I'll let you be the, the, the decider of that. Uh, Susan has a website, susanbradford.org. And I'd encourage you after the interview to make sure you visit there. And she's written some very interesting things. And backed up on the commonsenseshow.com, we have an article written by Susan. And uh, very interesting about Michael Flynn. Uh, Susan, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us here. And uh, I wish a good guy would just win and we wouldn't have all this uh, confounding uh, variables coming into play here. But that's exactly what we have with Mr. Glenn Youngkin. Yeah, we, we definitely do. Thank you so much for, for having me back. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We, we did have a, a good candidate um, uh, during this past season um, in, uh, in the name, in the form of uh, Sergio de, de la uh, Pena. He was a MAGA candidate. Um, but, of course, um, the lobbyist back candidate, um, Glenn Youngkin, um, won in his place. And I, I think you know, what, what I've discovered about him is that um, – <laughs> He was uh, during the campaign uh, season. Um, he was calling for an audit of, um, you know, for the Dominion software. But at the same time, um, uh, two alum from the Carlisle Group, um, his previous employer, um, actually uh, started a company called Staple Street Capital, which owned the Dominion software. And I hear some interference on the line. No, we're good. We're good. Um, we are, we are good. Okay, we're good. Okay, um, yes. So uh, yes. So uh, two uh, two Carlisle Group alum um, established um, Staple Street Capital, which owns the Dominion software, and uh, the, the Carlisle Group. I think, as we, we've uh, previously discussed, is a private equity firm. Um, it was uh, created um, through uh, um, benefits or, or um, actual uh, different. Um, business incentives that were created for the Alaska Native corporations um, to help them uh, achieve some type of economic parity. Um, the the um, Indian country, um, as you know, as we've discussed, is controlled by the Rothschilds and the Vatican. So unsurprisingly, um, the Carlyle Group um, reflects like an, a, a net nexus of, of or different networks of like a who's who of globalists, including um, uh, James Baker, Rumsfeld, the Bush dynasty, Osama bin Laden, um, even George Soros has a fund at the Carlyle Group. In fact, um, many of these individuals um, um, were invest in investing with Carlyle while Glenn Youngkin was um, presiding over um, over the company. In fact, um, the founder of Carlyle Group, David Rubenstein, recruited Youngkin. So he's not really, you know, the people's candidate. Um, I think he is um, an establishment candidate. Uh, he is he would toe the globalist line. Um, it does appear that at, at the very end um, of his uh, stint with Carlisle, 
that um, he was losing money for a few of, of the funds over which uh, that he was managing, mm-hmm. and that he was either pushed out or he decided to leave on his own accord. And then at that, this was the point at which he was trying to decide, you know, what do I do with my life? And he um, embarked upon uh, uh, a campaign to run for, run for the governorship. And so he campaigned on, you know, the, the typical uh, Republican talking points um, of, you know, against critical race theory, the Second Amendment. Um, uh, and, and other topics, abortion. Um, but the reality is that he has a, a very deep globalist uh, background. He was a f- close friend and associate of the Clintons. And uh, actually, Hillary Clinton was a, a featured guest um, at Carlisle on, on many on many occasions. So I, I you know I do question whether he is a true uh, MAGA candidate. Well, that is so interesting and so disturbing here. But uh, you've laid this out very well. So he goes, he fails as a globalist financially. They oust him from Carlisle. So now he decides he's a conservative. What do I do with my life? Well, let's just run for governor. (laughs) This is is almost comical. Well, he he runs for governor with a $500 million nest egg, um, most of which um, he acquired through a stock with Carlisle. And the Carlisle Group, as you know, has uh, acquired most of its profits from the taxpayer. In through their um, never-ending, the uh, their, their never-ending, in search of the next contracts. war. Is that right? Correct. Search of the, a search of the next war. Um, deals. It could be infrastructure deals, medical deals, um, any uh, part of the economy in which um, the government, you know, could. Uh, Assign a contract, uh, typically a very lucrative contract. You'll find the Carlisle Group um, with its handout. If I remember my history correctly, weren't they instrumental in getting the Iraq War off the ground? They were, and in fact, the Carlisle Group both a who's who of neoconservatives, um, and they profited um, uh, immensely uh, during the Iraq War. Um, Specifically, since a number of well, they were you know, they were connected with the um, Alaska Native corporations, and I think as we've discussed previously, the, the ANCs were um, front groups for the major uh, defense contractors, right, including right. Halliburton and yeah, KBR. Um, and others. Yeah, you're really Correct. tying that now. Now my memory's being completely jogged by that time. Um, that's interesting. And do you think that they have a hand in cancel culture? Um, they okay. have a hand in it. While you're thinking, I, I think I think they're okay. I was going to say, we had a really popular talk show host here. Uh, his name was uh, Charles Guyette, and um, he's a friend of a friend, one of my good friends. Uh, they used to work together in radio, and Charles was number one, and he actually shifted this low-performing station into the number one station because of him, and uh, he replaced the major KTR dominant in the Phoenix area. But he kept saying, I want to see the weapons of mass destruction. And they canceled him. And this is at the same time, too, that the Dixie Chicks got canceled. And I just wonder, mm-hmm. did the Carlisle group, were, were they into the cancellation culture? Or were they just um, operationally oriented? Um, that's a good question. I don't know whether they were specifically involved with, with the cancel culture. Um, but, um, you know, as you know, the, the uh the Indian tribes and these defense contractors are also tied into the global intelligence networks, and the intelligence networks um, are geared at maintaining a, a, a specific narrative, 
you know, that reinforces the establishment view. So if, if they don't want the public to be, you know, questioning where the weapons of mass destruction um, went, you know, they, they could, you know, maybe lobby, have their, their allies lobby to have a specific pundit um, uh, pulled off the air. Okay. But, and I think what we're seeing that now, even with um, uh, um, uh, Bongino, where um, he has come out very publicly against um, uh, vaccine mandates, and you know, he's been removed from from his his show. I think he's been suspended and uh, may lose his show altogether. You talking about with series? Yes, uh, yeah, over over the vaccinations. He has yeah, right, right. The radio, the radio show. Yeah, because I still show, see correct. him on Fox, but. You know, it's interesting, too. He's got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and the people that manage his show expect him to get a vaccine with that kind of health condition. What does that say about them? Either they, they believe uh, in the benefits of the vaccine, or they're also being uh, coerced into supporting it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, well, anyone knows that when, when you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, your immune system is at risk. And now you're introducing an agent that will weaken the immune system because that's how it works. You introduce what it is you're trying to fight. That has a a deficit effect on your immune system. And to me, I'm thinking these people are just animals. They're inhuman animals that are enforcing this vaccine mandate, especially on people who aren't well. Well, I, I think their, their main objective is to acquire as much money and power as they, they possibly can, and I, I don't think um, human rights or human values have ever have ever been either been factored into, into the equation. I know. I'm looking at it through the eyes of someone who's allegedly normal. I hear you. I hear mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying on this. I know. You can't. You can't. I'll put it this way: you can't judge these people through the lens of Christianity. How's that? Um, I think that that's entirely correct, and you're looking at um, a group. Uh, it's, it's really an inter- international uh, crime syndicate that, that is running um, the, the global uh, hierarchy, you know, with the Vatican and, and Rothschilds, um, you know, behind that bureaucracy. But um, I, I also wanted to, um, you know, if you'd like, we can go into um, the audit. Okay, but before we go to the, the audit, I'd right. like to put a closure okay. on Youngkin. I'd like okay. a projection from you, since you're so familiar with all the players here and the, the different dimensions of this. Um, what, where do you think Yunkin will really take the office of governor of Virginia? Given what you're telling us about his background, I don't see him going in the populist direction. Um, no, he, he will not. Um, I, I think, you know, since he was elected with the support of, of quite a few lobbyists, um, I, I think that he will support whatever the establishment line happens to be, um, and I think that inevitably will be uh, towards um, tighter uh, government control and centralization. Um, I don't believe the public has an appetite for war. Um, I know that the elites have been trying to um, uh, generate support for war against Iran, but the United States doesn't have the, the money, I think, to invest in another war. Um, but he could be you know, supporting... Um, you know, uh, for, forced vaccinations on behalf of the pharmaceutical companies um, and any number of, um, you know, technocratic items. Um, I, I think that uh, Steve Bannon um, and a number of the elites on the conservative side are looking at ways in which they can um, harvest uh, personal data because I think they view that as being like the, the great um, goldmine of our era. 
Um, so that's the way that, you know, in which they can make money by monetizing personal data. Um, so I expect that um, Youngkin would probably be supporting initiatives, you know, that exploit that data for, um, you know, on behalf of the government or for um, private industry. Okay. And they'll continue to use Dominion voting machines in all likelihood. Uh, I expect so. Okay, I agree with that. Okay, let's go to the audit. Okay, um, you said this is you know very uh, you know a little complicated, but um, basically you know what I what I have um, discovered is that um, Obama um, was controlling um, the Trump administration. Um, we know this. Um, since uh, Patrick um, Byrne, the former CEO of Over, um, Overstock.com, acknowledged this, um, and basically, they, um, uh, Obama, and you know the powers that be, um, recruited a number of Trump's associates, including Giuliani, um, Jared Kushner, among others, to work on behalf of um, Turkish interests. And tr Turkey is a, a very important. Uh, country to the Vatican and the Rothschilds uh, strategically, since it, it stands in the, in the nexus of um, of uh, intelligence between uh, Euro linking Eurasia. It's also a key uh, land bridge that you know that links their markets. So uh, Obama had um, established um, a base in Turkey um, in 2012 to help you know reinforce um, his power in, in that region, and um, during the um, um, the Trump administration, a number of key players, including uh, Trump's fundra key, uh, fundraiser Ballard Partners, um, Rudy Giuliani, Jared Kushner, among others, um, were working on behalf of the Turkish government, Turkish, Turkish executives, Turkish banks, um, to defend them uh, over the fact that they had, um, they were sending money. Um, or engaging in commerce with Iran, sometimes to the tune of, a, of a bil over a billion, you know, billions of dollars, um, in violation of U.S. sanctions against Iran. Um, so you have a you have a group of um, neoconservatives who, on the one hand, um, are promoting um, regime change in Iran, and on the other hand, um, are working on behalf of an Islamist government against um, distant, you know, who are, are moderate Muslims, who are very critical of these governments, um, and which um, is actually funneling money to Iran. Um, so they're, they're working on both sides. And what, what that tells us is that you have um, you know, the two sides working against the middle. So they, they, they'll maintain their, their public position um, that, you know, on behalf of uh, of you know regime change or I guess Islamists, but on the other hand, they're they're both working you know for the, the globalist controllers. Um, so, according to uh, to Maria Zak um, from Nations in Action, um, the election was rigged with money that was set aside by Obama um, for Iran um, in, in connection with its uh, nuclear program. Um, you have within Ballard Partners, the leading fundraiser. Um, an, um, a fellow by the name of um, Bob Wexler, who who was key to formulating some of uh, Obama's policies towards Iran. Um, uh, Wexler, among others at, at Ballard, were representing um, Leonardo SPA, which was an Italian uh, government contractor um, that, according to Maria Zak of Nations in Action, um, 
uh, rig the election through Dominion software via satellite. Um, the uh, uh, rigging was overseen by um, Trump's own uh, uh, ambassadors within uh, within Rome, with the money being funneled, you know, again uh, through the Vatican. So uh, after this uh, story broke um, in Italy, the elites had had to figure out a way that they could kind of cover up what had happened. Um, I believe Maria Zach may not have been as you know, forthright as um, we were led to believe for the simple reason that the director of Nations in Action was um, Hans von Splakowski, uh, uh, who worked with the Heritage Institute um, uh, specifically on ways to restrict the ballot uh, to Republicans. Um, so he was not looking towards um, you know, election reform, but how they could elect more uh, establishment uh, Republicans. Um, he had also worked um, on uh, Trump's election commission, integrity commission, uh, not for the purposes of um, uncovering fraud within elections, but um, retrieving the data from voters across the 50 states so that, again, they could harvest that data and figure out how they could uh, best manipulate that, that data to elect uh, conservative or um, establishment Republicans who would toe the line uh, for the global elite. Um, but in any event, once the, the story uh, broke of the, you know, that it, Italy had been involved in uh, the election fraud, Maria Zak came forward with, with the allegations. I believe that this was done so that the elites could get ahead of the story. Um, the information um, was passed along to Trump's team, and uh, we know at this point that um, uh, the Proud Boys, um, you know, who are kind of like a paramilitary group and their FBI informants, uh, began to plan for the insurrection on um, January 6th. Uh, we have Ballard Partners um, involved again, too, um, representing for the first time ever um, Washington, D.C. Um, for a uh, consulting fee of less than $5,000 alongside a group called um, uh, the Group DC, uh, which works with Kamala Harris and Maxine Waters, um, politicians who have um, advocated for um, getting in the face of liberals, shutting them down, intimidating them. Uh, you could say that they are aligned with Antifa. Um, so these two groups came together. Um, you have General Flynn, who is also involved uh, with the, the Turkish-Iranian deals. Um, uh, alongside Jared Kushner and Giuliani, um, encouraging patriots one day before uh, January 6th, you know, to, hey, we've got to take matters into our own hands. We've got to defend our democracy. Um, you've got Giuliani, you know, with, uh, coming forward with his, um, uh, you know, a, a very impassioned speech that, you know, you have to kind of take, take matters into your own hands. In contrast, Trump was, was advocating peace. Um, and we know that uh, Steve Bannon, uh, who is working with um, Cambridge Analytica, again, for, with data, uh, data harvesting, who is also heavily al aligned with the Vatican, um, was um, trying to convince Trump that the best way forward is for you to make a triumphant march um, uh, on, uh, on Capitol Hill on January 6th to encourage or to compel um, Mike Pence to certify the election for you. Now, he made the case to Trump that Pence had the authority um, to certify the election, while Pence said that he, could, he did not have that authority. Now, I, I'm not an attorney. I don't, I don't know whether he did or did not. But once Pence um, 
uh, did not act as they had wanted, they then had they then could blame Pence for what had happened. Um, so to me, this looks like they were trying to figure out how they could deflect blame away from themselves on onto uh, other parties. Um, we also have um, General Flynn's brother, Charles, Charles Flynn, um, working with the D.C. police, um, who answered to the D.C. government, um, which was represented by Ballard Partners, um, working with the D.C. police, um, trying to, uh, or he was actually participating in negotiations on whether, uh, or discussions on whether the, uh, the National Guard should um, be brought in to handle the crises. Yeah, um, that's what that's what I was Capitol advocating Hill. at the time too. That's mm-hmm. exactly oh, what okay. I was saying should happen. You should happen. Okay. Um, however, Charles Flynn uh, did not have uh, he he did not have the um, uh, this was like not part of his jurisdiction or portfolio. He did not he was not in the the, the command structure that would have allowed him to participate uh, in those negotiations. Um, Flynn, among others, uh, I believe, including Sidney Powell, were advocating um, actually seizing the Dominion machines or even rerunning the election. Um, and all of this was very curious, um, given that um, Trump had an executive order um, that, that he signed back in 2018 that would have allowed him to call for an, a national emergency um, and to have uh, reviewed the evidence prosecuted the culprits and as needed you know to have um overturned the election in his own favor particularly if they had the evidence that um that dominion had uh overturned election overturned the votes in not only the six swing states but 17 states um so you you have you know a a potential uh cover-up um on um january 6th um, the police, as, as you know, were uh, caught on, on video opening the gates for the mob to go into congressional chambers. Um, and this was you know, the, the event that in turn uh, triggered um, or gave the establishment the pretext that they needed to label patriots domestic terrorists and you know, to put a few of them into a legal jeopardy. So I found all of that very, very curious. And then at the same time, you've got uh, Giuliani, uh, Sidney Powell, um, Mike Flynn, among others, um, calling for audits of the election. Well, the, the audits, um, as you know, were uh, performed by um, a group called um, Cyber Ninjas out of um, Arizona. Um, the, the company was based in Florida. Um, Cyber Ninjas um, was actually uh, funded by Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn, and Patrick Byrne. Um, it was very curious that, that they were involved because they did not have um, prior experience with audit, mm-hmm. and they actually reaffirmed um, the election for Biden. I want to I want to hold it hold your thought uh, right there. Just for that. We have to step aside for a break, but now you're okay. entering into Dave Hodges territory too because okay. <laughs> I have a lot lot of information on this that and and, and I'm surprised by a couple of things you've said and I'm going to have some questions for you when we come back anyway ladies and gentlemen okay. we're brought to you by well the group that can help you get through the coming economic catastrophe the one that we're already in you know what was coming is no longer coming it's already here and we're only going to see it get worse noble gold can help protect your nest egg and they have done it for me and they've done it for a lot of people in the alternative media. They can do it for you, too. Give them a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. And uh, you get choked up talking about these things because they're so upsetting. Do you have your storable food? Well, 
Biden's making it impossible for food to be transported at a reasonable price now with the contemplation of shutting down yet a second pipeline. And then we go through all the problems with uh, fertilizer, the mega drought. I could go on and on, but you, you've heard it before. So what are you going to do? Well, you could store up on food while you st still can get it. How do you get it? You go to preparewithdave.com. And then finally, do you have a satellite phone? Why would you want one? Because when they shut the communications down because people rise up, the satellite phones will still work. That's why. And I want you to give them a call at 855-980-5830. That's 855-980-5830. And talk to them about what they offer. And I'll tell you, it's not expensive. I pay one-fourth the cost for my sat phone that I do for my cell phone. And it will work in a variety of situations that you will not get your cell phone to work in. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Susan Bradford. And Susan, you said some magic words here. Excuse me as I take a drink here. Um, and, and the magic words here that got my attention is that Sidney Powell is a guardian of the gate. Is that what I'm interpreting here? And she was put into place to make sure the audit became the fraud it and didn't review didn't reveal anything of important uh, fraud. I, I'm very yeah I'm very sorry to have to have to uh, reveal that but y yes she is um, and you know Sidney Powell we know um, wanted to uh, release the Kraken as, as she said to mm -hmm. really get to the bottom of the of the fraud um, and if I recall correctly and I I can't find that that website anymore but I believe that she. Um, had previously been employed with a firm that that was heavily Zionist, so I believe that she was used, you know, for the purpose of creating the illusion that Trump's team was trying to do everything in its power to fight uh, the fraud, um, because I think the public was aware that something very curious had happened. Um, they were they were demanding answers, and so a, a team of lawyers was rolled out to create the illusion that. Um, you know that they were challenging it. You had like Rudy Giuliani, um, you know, submitted a deceptively um, edited video as evidence. You know their um, uh, their lawsuits were were thrown out not on merit but based upon like procedural errors. You know they were rife with typos and uh, misprints and so forth. So it was very their effort was very sloppily done, um, and it appears that that may have you know that they may have um, done this on purpose. Um, just to ensure that Trump did not have um, a proper chance of, of challenging you know, the election. Yeah, well, I have a few things to say to this endeavor. First of all, the evidence, there was key evidence involving Dominion voting machines, the election codes, which the election officials did not have on the night of the election. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I published that in May, this unleashed an avalanche of an attack against me with people calling my colleagues in the alternative media, calling people like Paul Preston, threatening him if he keeps following me, uh, contacting uh, Sarah Westall, um, Joe Von Pulitzer, basically just went off on me on a, basically a three-page email, but didn't refute anything I said. And I said they can't give up the codes, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, because they never had them. And I knew that from three private discussions I had with election officials that were working on election night and they were baffled by the fact that they didn't have them either. And they had Dominion stationed in their precinct in their own little private room with their laptops. Uh, but it even gets worse. The, here's the part that's really inexcusable. 
the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors refused to surrender key evidence. And not once with a court order, not twice with a court order, but also with an attorney general's order reinforcing the court orders. But he gave them 30 days when he should have given them 30 minutes. And then he tacked on an additional 30-day grace period for them to produce evidence that everybody knows they had. So did the evidence ever get surrendered? No. They issued this ruling that Biden won without considering the evidence. The whole thing was a fraud. Cyber Ninjas is a fraud, and anyone connected with them is a fraud. The uh, Arizona State Senate President, Karen Fan is a fraud. The, in fact, actually, the whole Republican establishment here is a fraud. And I think the reason, well, first of all, many of them are in bed with George Soros and China, and I've established that uh, with campaign donations and other such things. But even the ones that aren't, that support this fraud, they are going along to get along because they're in a corrupt system. They know it. They're benefiting from it. And they know that system can be turned against them if they make too much noise. That's, that's my take on this. But can you believe that they came to these conclusions without considering the evidence that was court-ordered? I, I think you, know, you made a very good point. Um, I also wanted uh, to point out that um, you know, Mike Flynn is a fraud. Um, what many people don't know is that he was a consultant for Francisco Partners. Um, Francisco Partners um, gave money almost exclusively to Democrats, including the Biden campaign. They also donated money to the Lincoln Project, um, which, which was run by Stephen Schmidt and which um, uh, denigrated uh, Trump at every opportunity. Um, and no, no campaign contributions were given uh, to, uh, to Donald Trump fr from this organization. And even more concerning is that um, this company is the umbrella organization for a group called the NSO Group, which produces the Pegasus software um, that has been used by repressive governments throughout the world to crack down on dissidents. Um, so I think you have um, a General Flynn represent himself as a champion to the patriots you know, is laughable on its face. Well, Flynn was part of the Obama crew, so this doesn't surprise me crew. at all. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. he was a holdover. And after I've reviewed a lot of the things that you've sent me and things I've read that you have uh, written, the one thing I'm wondering is if, and I mentioned this to you in a private email, if Flynn wasn't sacrificed because the truth about the uh, um, the FISA warrants and the Russian collusion, delusion, and all that. It was rolling up and could have ended up on Jared Kushner's doorstep. Instead, they threw General Flynn to the wolves as a distraction to take the attention away from uh, Kushner. I think that's correct because, um, excuse me, um, because Kushner and Ivanka Trump recruited Flynn, um, and uh, they were involved with these deals with uh, with Obama um, to make a lot of money in, in Turkey. Um, and I think that there was a lot of money at stake. You're talking about billions of dollars that were being funneled from Turkey into Iran with um, Ivanka uh, cutting deals with some of these business people. So I think you know, he was uh, thrown under the bus on, on the Russian you know, collusion, collusion delusion. Um, I think that um, uh, Flynn was probably forced to lie uh, you know, to, um, to federal prosecutors because to tell the truth would have implicated a lot of people. You know, potentially taking down the whole Trump administration. So he fell on his sword. I, I think so. That yeah, my, I, my I, 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 I kind of got that feeling too. 
I really did. Um, tell me about Cyber Ninjas, though. Um, it seemed like a rinky-dink outfit to me, not fit to do a major audit like this. Tell, tell me what your perception of this group is. Um, it was a rinky-dink operation. Um, it had no prior experience um, uh, auditing an election. Um, it was apparently um, hired by uh, the Republican establishment in Arizona. Um, it received um, funding from uh, Patrick Byrne, Sidney Powell, and General Flynn. And even, um, uh, strangely enough, um, it, uh, the, um, the CEO, um, Doug Logan, was working out of um, Linwood's house you know, while this was going on. And, of course, Linwood was, was also you know, challenging the election fraud. But I found it you know, very unusual. And they were unable to find um, uh, you know, any um, fraud in, in the election. Um, there were you know, instances in which they, they were finding new votes, losing others. Like they were, they were, there were a lot of um, discrepancies with their numbers. So it was incompetently done. Um, and you know, they uh, did not find the fraud. And they essentially were able to reinforce the election um, for Joe Biden while Flynn uh, was claiming that hey, you know, we have the evidence; it's in it's in the right in the right hands. But they never were able to produce any any of the evidence that they were talking about. That's because the evidence was never surrendered. Um, Correct. And, and I, why? It's hard to know how to respond to this because there's so many tributaries that lead off of this. What you're saying, and, and what you're saying, I I really believe is true. But they say there was no evidence. That's a load of bull. And and I'll just compare myself to Sonny Borelli for a second. I came out in May and said this, this, and this is wrong, and I'll just choose one example for simplicity's sake. Forget the fact that the election codes were never distributed to the election officials, which is a violation of state law. That decertifies the election right there on its face. Forget that. The at the uh, ballots, the duplicate ballots that magically surfaced all with Biden votes did not have the required originals as required by state law and they should have been thrown out and another thing Adrian Fontes who was the county clerk and recorder at the time oversaw this department when there was a voter registration hack prior to the election Dave Hodges came out and said in late April that gee this is how they got the fake names to go on the uh, duplicate ballots for which there's no originals Sonny Borelli state senator uh, said in June in interviews that have now been scrubbed from YouTube, he said the same thing I said. I used the phrase, this is how they got people that lived at the corner of walk and don't walk to cast these illegal, illegitimate votes for Biden. And I said, right there, you have enough to overturn this election. And Borelli was saying the same thing in June on YouTube. In fact, people were writing to me saying, Gee, Sonny Brelli is reading your stuff, Dave, because he's imitating your phraseology. Walk and don't walk. So he's there in June saying this. By August, all his work disappears on the net, and he's going to uh, meetings in northern Arizona, and he's telling the people there in these election integrity meetings, uh, it's civil, it's not criminal. And now, just last week, he gave another interview saying the election should be decertified. He's playing the role of controlled opposition. And, and this, the, what I'm saying is the, the real facts have not come to light. I have, I have covered so much from people that talked to me and they had people they kicked out of the audit because of the fact that they wouldn't keep their mouth shut when they signed NDAs because they saw the direction this was going. 
Karen Fan would didn't even want to do a subpoena for the evidence, and she had to be forced to, and that was the head of the audit. Um, Liz Harris, who's kind of like me, she had kind of a quasi role with the audit. I don't have a role with the audit, but she was more on the outside than on the inside. She had volunteers canvas over 100,000 homes in Maricopa County and found tons of illegitimate ghost voting that went on. And she has presented that to the attorney general, and he won't do a damn thing about it. Well, they they definitely wanted um, Biden to win, and we even see that from the fact that um, yep. a Ballard partner has hired a, a former worker with the Biden Super PAC, um, Priorities USA. Um, and the Heritage Institute has for decades been trying to um, restrict access to the ballot to prevent um, populist candidates from from even, um, you know, for e- really even getting getting onto the ballot as well, um, and essentially they, you know, they are they're trying to re- ensure that they're using the issue of the audit to ensure that um, only establishment Republicans uh, can get elected. And I think, uh, based upon their work in, in Arizona, they stand to make a lot of money by auditing, you know, the ele- elections around the country. And essentially, they're they're reinforcing um, the structure, the power structure for um, establishment candidates. But there's, these are fake audits, would you agree? These are fake audits. They're fake audits, correct. Yes. But they, lend, they lend the appearance that they, are working, that they are working on behalf of we the people. I've had, like I said, I had three election officials who I had, and they came to me independently, not together. That's what's really interesting, and it happened like in a 10-day period. And when they were being deposed and asked questions, they weren't being asked the right questions. This is what really disturbed them. They knew things were wrong on election night, all of them. And the duplicate ballots was the thing they were most worried about, as well as not having the election codes. And there weren't logs of transfer for the mail ballots that were signed off on, so these ballots weren't tracked properly. They said they were, one person told me they were aware of ballots being transported by a private party in their own car with no supervision. Uh, And they knew the fix was in. And they knew I was writing about this stuff, and that's when they decided to contact me. And it's kind of interesting that three of them did independently. And when I totaled up, I asked them, I said, how many of these duplicate ballots do you think we're looking at? And they kind of gave me the, the, a gross estimation from each of their three areas. And it totaled almost 20,000 votes. Wow. All for All for Biden. And it could be as much as 150,000, Susan. I mean, when you look at Maricopa County and statewide... Well, let's put it this way. I have an ex-DOJ guy who could unlock, and I don't know how he does it, but he can unlock election results, and he tells me that Trump actually won Arizona by over a million votes. I believe it. And he, he's confirmed a lot of the things I'm telling you right now in this moment. There were five areas, and I won't go through all five now, but there were five areas that I found that were grounds for overturning the election. So you're uh, you're on the ground in Arizona. How how do you propose um, you know, how do you pr- propose that the government move forward, that the people move forward to ensure that the pro- the balance are, are counted properly? Every Republican up for re-election in this state gets unelected in the primary process. That doesn't guarantee anything but it's a good move in the right direction. Um, you got to hope you can find enough good people to move things forward. But we have to understand, 
when you look at the head of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, Heavy China, the sheriff who had to would have to have issued affidavits to do arrests for election fraud, George Soros funded, not not in dispute. The Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, George Soros funded. I, I you know, <laughs> this is how deep this goes. And the governor is China's best friend. And and he refused to let the legislature meet in a special session in December following the election. He says, no, you can meet January 13th, which was one week after certification date. That's not an accident. And that's this is how corrupt we are. Um, so you say, how do we do it? If we're going to use the election process, uh, that's the only way possible is to defeat Republicans in the primary. Um, but the problem is is the media, it, the mockingbird media is just incredible. Let me give you an example of what I heard today on Channel 3 News here in Phoenix. Uh, they were talking about the investigation into now Trump um, audit people that are under investigation by the uh, January 6th commission. And um, they said, uh, and they're investigating the deadly, the deadly insurrection. That's they what they're should. calling they it. That's what they called it in the news. The deadly, the yeah. only death was Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered by Lieutenant Byrd, and he should be in prison right now because she posed no threat to anybody. Uh, but this is the media, complete I, I, cover up. I, I would, um, I would, um, I, I think the media should be looking into this, and I, and I, th- I, I would call it a, a deadly insurrection because Rudy Giuliani, Michael Flynn, and Steve Bannon. We're hoping that as much violence and chaos would unfold as possible to deflect attention away from themselves. So they were trying to, to, to stir up an insurrection on January 6th. And they were, they were trying to um, upset the, the, um, the democratic process, ironically, not on behalf of Trump, but against Trump to reaffirm the election for Joe Biden. And that's the part that the media isn't um, picking up. I think you might, I don't know if you agree with me. Um, no, it's not that I disagree with your facts. Um, I think they're accurate. I, I don't know if this can be used in a meaningful way. Right now, this country is lost. And what I'm describing for you here, I have contact with people in Atlanta, in Fulton County, in their election. And uh, I've talked to some people in Racine, Wisconsin as well. The story is the same everywhere. The plot I've given to you in brief is the same plot in all these other locations. Mm-hmm. There's no variation. Mm-hmm. I'm disturbed that Sydney Powell is such a prominent part. I would not have pegged her until I saw your work. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 I mean, she... they, they staffed both sides of this fight to get the outcome they wanted. Let me, let me share yes, this with you, did. too. When we had uh, rallies in Arizona for Trump, he'd get twenty to 25000 a pop. We had a, a rally. There was a rally here in Phoenix, and Fox News 10 covered it. It was on a Saturday, two weeks before the election, and uh, no one showed up. The only people there were were the staffers for Biden. Nobody showed up. Nobody. And everyone will tell you. I've asked people. Based on what you saw pre-election, did you think there's any way Biden would win Arizona? No. I mean, just people's, uh, you know, just their anecdotal experiences tell you that this election was stolen. 
and yet we're so corrupt. I mean, look at the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors won't turn over evidence. Cyber Ninjas makes a decision on the election without the evidence. Do I have to say any more? Can they be compelled to turn over the, over oh, they the were. evidence? Two court orders they and were. an attorney general order. But the attorney general allowed the um, Cyber Ninjas to issue their verdict that Biden actually had 300 more votes before the evidence was surrendered. And now they've appointed a man named John Chaddock. And you should research him. Two G's on the end of his name. He used to be McCain's mm -hmm. best friend. We had dealings with him in my property rights dispute with McCain. So he was trying to steal our land. Shattuck was part of that group. And Shattuck is an open borders, total liberal. Um, he is a classic establishment Republican. And they've given him control of the evidence that will be released to the public. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. The fix is in in Arizona, and and I got to tell you, you got Karen Fan, the Arizona State Senate President. From the very beginning, she said, "We're not looking to overturn the election." I'm thinking, what if you find crimes? What if Trump really did win? And and yet that was her consistent position. And we know she had conflicts of interest with a construction company called Fan Construction and State Contracts. And I said, that's how she could be leveraged. And you can't even afford the appearance of being leveraged. And because I put so much heat on her. She actually filed a document with the Secretary of State about five weeks ago recusing income from Pan Construction. And then we're on her real estate dealings, which are really suspect, where $10,000, $20,000 pieces of land that aren't usable are being sold for a half a million dollars. <laughs> Read between the lines of what I'm telling you. I can't come out with a full allegation, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that she's as dirty as dirty can be. And she knows that the people in Prescott in her home area are polling the real estate records. And she then subsequently said she's not running for re-election. I, I, I couldn't make this stuff up, Susan. This is so criminal. Well, let me ask you this, Dave. Um, have you heard anything about uh, um, the Fed actually buying buying up mortgages? And, and um, because there, there was a thought um, that I, I heard on the news the other day that um, if the Fed um, is able to purchase the mortgages, um, they they could ensure that the econ economy collapses, and if that were the case, if that, if that were to happen, um, uh, many people would lose their homes or fall behind on their yeah, mortgages. Yeah. Um, the Fed could then sell the mortgages to China, and then China would, would own the real estate. Yeah, that's correct, and they can put illegal immigrants in your home. There's a three-tiered approach correct. with this, and, and I put it together. I just haven't had time to write the article. So I'll just say it here very briefly. Since 2012, the feds have intermittently bought up billions of dollars, now probably trillions, of home mortgages. BlackRock uh, goes into communities and they're paying 20 to 50% over market value. So they're driving up the price of the homes. Then you got Janet Yellen that came and said, we're gonna tax unrealized income, which means next year, if we pass this with Congress, you'll have to pay a tax on the appreciated value of your home. And that will force a lot of Americans out of their homes, particularly the fixed income retired people. And so that that is a big, big problem. And now you've got this eco group uh, at COP26 that basically saying that we'll shut down any business or home that is not eco-friendly and has uh, more than zero carbon emission so they can take your home on that basis. And what do they need? Well, they're, they're bringing in the replacements for you and me. They're called illegal aliens, and that's where they'll put them in these homes. And Germany did something very similar 
at the beginning of their immigration crisis where their government basically displaced people in apartment buildings by by force and brought in immigrants from the Middle East and Africa and housed them in these apartments. So the precedent's been set internationally. That's where I think this is going. So your question is very perceptive. Well, thank you. And I, I know you had mentioned that a lot of these um, uh, politicians and um, elected representatives in Arizona are actually working with China. They have deals with them. So I'm wondering if they're not aligning policies for that purpose. Well, when you have the governor of Arizona who couldn't make his business work inside the United States and he makes millions in China, Cold Stone Creamery, and then you double down with a, an address he made reported by the World Tribune in South China that he said at the National Governors Association meeting that we love China and we know that their military needs rare earth minerals and we're happy to sell it to them from Arizona. I don't know how much more treasonous you can become. And so he's owned by China. Not to mention he's on the board of TGen, which makes money on vaccines, which is a whole different issue, but he's in that game too. And uh, Coke Industries, which um, bankrolls the conservative movement, is also in business with China. I know. It, it, China dominates our politics here in Arizona. And George Soros funds a lot of candidates, and they work towards the same end. And they're really joined at the hip. We don't have time to get into this now. But there's a movement coming out of the old CalEx, and it's led by Eric Holder. And we call it the Legion of Doom. That's a name we've attached to it. And all these parties are involved. And we think that they're spearheading planned domestic terrorism to head off the red wave. That's something that you and I should probably talk about privately. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wish I was making this up, but Paul Preston has this information. So do other people that don't want to come public. And they just had a meeting yesterday in Washington, D.C. with deep state members. And the governor of the state of Tamsalupa was there as well. And he is the main conduit for the migrant caravans that are coming through his state. AMLO hates him. He's issued an indictment for his arrest. So if he leaves his state, he'll be arrested. But yet he's invited to Washington, D.C. And he's part of bringing in millions of people. Uh, this is so criminal, so corrupt. The cartels are involved. Uh, Native Americans, uh, some of the tribes are involved in business with the cartels through the casinos. And that they're involved with this, too. Um, La Raza. I'm probably getting your attention now, aren't I? Because I know what you have looked at in the past. I remember when I was a student at UC Irvine, um, there was a Hispanic student, uh, illiterate, spoke pigeon English. I wasn't sure how he got into UCI. Um, but he was um, uh, funded by La Raza, and he, um, he was elected student body president. And during his campaigns, he said, you know, we we Mexicans are going to take over California. You white people stole it from us. It's down with the white people. Um, that was back in the 80s. Yeah. Reconquista um, de Ocelon was that movement. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah, this is something I've written a lot about. That movement's not dead. Uh, Paul Preston had embedded sources in the Cal Exit meetings headed by Eric Holder with these same groups. And it was said that, well, we can start killing masses of white people uh, and, and killing people at conservative events and we'll force ourselves out of the Union because that was Cal Exit's attempt. They even opened an embassy in Moscow. I covered that with the pictures. Mm -hmm. So this is a really bad group and they have been resurrected now. George Soros is part of this. China's part of it. The Mexican consulate at the time was part of it. I don't know if AMLO would support this. I don't think he would. 
But this, these are all bad actors that are planning a wave of domestic terrorism across the country right now. We're convinced of that. And I'll give you a theory. This is just a theory, only a theory. Kyle Rittenhouse probably got exonerated yesterday. The man he shot in the arm admitted on the stand that he was aiming his gun at Kyle before he got shot. And wow. that's justifiable. That's a justifiable shoot. And I'm thinking, what prosecutor would put a witness on the stand without fully deposing them in private, knowing what they would say? You have to know the answer to all mm -hmm. questions when you're a lawyer. I'm wondering if this mm -hmm. prosecutor is not deliberately blowing the case, and this will be the mm -hmm. next George Floyd, Rodney King flashpoint for this domestic terrorism. That's just a theory, but, but I'm just, mm -hmm. you know, when I saw this... Uh, exchange on the stand I just about crapped my pants excuse my graphic expression but I have never seen such gross incompetence by a prosecutor I don't think it's incompetence I think it's deliberate wasn't uh, um, um, uh, Lynn Wood representing Kyle Rittenhauer yeah maybe yeah. manage uh, all sides of the issue I think blown too that's true. That is yeah, true. and also what's going on in Racine, Wisconsin, arrests are happening for voter fraud. Boy, what a nice distraction this is. Mm -hmm. So it just... We're looking at... It never ends. We're looking at modern Bolsheviks. No, you're right. It never ends. And I, I think we're looking... We're facing a modern, um, a new Bolshevik movement. Um, faces are, are different, but we, we know what happens. The same uh, networks are financing it. The, Roth, you know, the Rothschilds and the international bankers. Yeah, it, you know, it almost, I've covered this so long that I have their playbook. I'm like a coach that can scout the opponent now. I'll give you an example. Kamala Harris is now at the COP26 conference. Why? I think she had to go over there and explain to our allies that want this massive climate change and subjugation of the United States that despite the red wave in America, we have it all under control. And, that. and that's why I'm just saying, I mean, it's like these people, they're not very good at hiding stuff. She departs the day after the Virginia election and she goes to the conference. <laughs> it's, it's, it's humorous how, how transparent they are. So well, I, I don't think, I think they, they think we can't do anything about it. Um, well, we can, if the military would rise up. And that's why I think they're expelling 350,000 members of the military because vaccine-resistant people are the first people that will say no to a corrupt government. So I think that's going on for that. But uh, it's just, it just never ends. And we're, we're not done with this journey, you and I. Your facts fit hand in glove with what I know to be true. And um, ladies and gentlemen, you're saying, wow, this has been some smoke and fire in this interview. Well, stay tuned. We're going to have Susan back. Her website again is susanbradford.org, I should say. And you want to be there as quickly as possible. And on that note, Susan, we are flat out of time. we got to run, but I'll be in touch. Okay, talk to you soon, Dave. Thank you. Bye. -bye.